Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi guys. Hi. This is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything goop. I'm Brian Rucker. I'm Aggie Hewitt. Uh, really scraping the bottom of the barrel with this goop stuff. I mean, so bad. They like barely are coming out with newsletters anymore. I mean, I think maybe some of them are just still on vacation, maybe emotionally on vacation. They're acting like they're back. They're saying they're back. Yeah. Like, well, I guess they're saying it, but they're not acting like it is what I should say. Yeah. And there must be, there's probably a lag between, you know, they all get back from their summer vacations, Labor Day. And then this week it's taken them a little time to crank out the, the content. But yeah, yeah it's, um, so. I'm, I'm just really l- glad that this week and last week, I've just been completely captivated by the u.s open tennis tournament i know yeah you have at least you've got other stuff going on yeah i mean it's sort of sad when it's like literally the highlight of my year is just like sitting in front of my tv watching two athletes bounce a ball against each other while i just like sit on my fat ass and eat thai food but it is what it is (laughs) i mean i think that's okay i think that's pretty normal yeah i guess yeah i mean that's like what spectator sports are i just yeah, I'm not really a sports person except for tennis. So um, when a tournament like this gets going, I just park myself in front of the TV. And I guess I understand what like how pe- like women are like, oh, I'm a football widow or something. Mm. That's, I guess, what John is now. He's a tennis widow. He's a tennis widow. <laughs> <laughs> I went to a baseball game the other day. Oh, like, fun. Dodgers? Week. Yeah. Dodgers versus the Braves. Giants. Oh, Braves. Braves. We won. It was a good uh, game. It was fun. I, I'm not like a huge sports person, but like I'll definitely go to a sports game if I'm invited. <laughs> yeah. Baseball games are fun. Cause they're like pretty, I mean, I'm not a huge baseball fan, but like they're pretty slow paced. So you don't have to really pay attention. You can eat, you can drink, socialize. Uh, they're easy to follow. Like, yeah, it's pretty simple. Like if I'm watching a basketball game, like I, we went to a Clippers game like, like last year and or whenever I don't know when the hell we did that. Was it? Before? I don't know when it was. I don't, I don't know, know when anything was. was. Yeah. I don't know if it was before. I think it was after. I think it was like. I think it was after. I think it was a post. After what? Oh, post COVID. After like quarantine and everything. Yes. But we went to a Clippers game and like, 
with base basketball, like there's stuff going on that like, I don't get it. Like it moves too fast. I can't see what everybody's doing. I don't understand like why one thing is okay. And one thing isn't. Yeah. It's too confusing. Baseball, they're all spread out really far from each other. Like it's very clear what everybody's job is supposed to be. Yeah, each one has like their own position. Yeah. It's like very repetitive. You're doing the same thing. It's like three strikes, you're out. Four bases, you get a run. It's like not complicated. Yeah, basketball, I never understand why. It's like sometimes you get one free throw. Sometimes you get two. Sometimes it's like a foul. Sometimes it's not. I don't get any of it. I don't get any of it either. But I mean, that was also pretty fun. I mean, sports games are just kind of fun to go to. And basketball games are fast paced. So like they're a little shorter and people, and it's like a little bit of a more see and be seen because it's like a smaller crowd and there's usually celebrities and stuff, especially in LA. At basketball. Yeah. Maybe not the Clippers game, but like a Lakers game. Yeah. No, Clippers was like, um, well, I don't know. I think that like a couple of years ago, they like made a big push to get people to like go to the Clippers games. But Mm -hmm. this was like a... Um, it was like right after Kobe Bryant died. It was like, mm. and it was like an earlier, it was like earlier on the day. It wasn't like a scene okay. thing. It where like did the Kippers play. Clippers play? Where the Lakers play. Oh, same place. Yeah. How's the food at either? I mean, I, the Dodgers, I, as a non LA native, I actually don't like Dodger dogs. I don't really understand the big deal about them, but I realize that I'm in the minority um yeah i like um so that's what i get if i go to a dodger game Mm -hmm. but i guess there's like other food for you if you don't want that yeah they have i mean they probably have some more highbrow stuff but they have like good wetzel's pretzels too um yeah i mean but you can get that at the mall but used to be able to get dodger dogs at the store mm. crazy crazy world out there and then does Um, clippers have a signature dish um i think it's a baseball thing like every baseball stadium that i've been to has like their hot dog that they're like big into i don't know that i don't i mean i haven't been to enough basketball games to really know but i don't think i got food when i went. i think i just got a beer cool uh the u.s open has a lot of good food it's been years since i've been able to go in person but that was the first time i ever had a lobster roll was at the u.s open oh really Cause they didn't, I mean, now it's, you can sort of get them on the West coast, but I mean, maybe I just wasn't like fancy enough, but I never even heard of a lobster roll when I was growing up in California. Did you? Yeah. But like we went to Martha's Vineyard a lot and stuff. Oh, I see. Well, I had family who lived there. They were school teachers. Oh, townies. Yeah. Townies. Um, no, I never knew about any of those East coast delicacies until I moved to New York and caught a lobster roll at the u.s open and then and then i like for years would be like oh the best lobster roll you can get is at the u.s open and then i literally had one other lobster roll and i was like oh this is they're all like that (laughs) yeah i just recently had a lot a really disappointing lobster quesadilla i may just not be the biggest lobster person i i mean i like lobster but lobster and cheese i don't like uh, any of those lobster quesadillas lob like they have a lobster mac and cheese at disneyland that people go crazy over or i'm sorry lobster nachos at disneyland uh Mm. all that shit i don't like yeah this was like a shrimp and lobster quesadilla and i was like all right this looks good and it was totally flavorless Hmm. i don't know i mean they have the the lobster tacos occasionally at ricky's fish taco truck uh which I think are so good. And then 
There also is a lobster roll truck that parks at various like different parks in the valley every day. So um, that's my, I think it's just called Main Street, like Main spelled like the state. And yeah. that's where I'd recommend just go on their Instagram and they'll tell you what park they're at that day. And it's fucking good. Yeah. Lobster's good. But lobster quesadillas. Where'd you get that from? Um, I don't remember what it was called. It was like a restaurant in the, I think it's called the road. You know, that like shopping area downtown. It's where they do that. Smorgasburg. It's where they do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just like was there shopping and I got lunch. That's okay. Um, but not at Smorgasburg. It was like a road restaurant. They have there. Yeah, yeah. That's also where the winner of the Amazon fashion competition series, Making the Cut, gets their boutique. Oh, really? Yeah. There, yeah. It seemed like it was not. I thought that like. It, I mean, I don't know. It seemed like they needed more stuff in there. Well, it's, I think everything fails because it's in like a weird part of like an industrial area downtown where if you're not, they, like you have to know where to go to get there. It's like a destination, but they haven't figured out. I mean, except maybe on Sundays when they have Smorgasburg, they haven't figured out like an actual destination business to get people to go. I don't think. Yeah. It's just like, um, I mean, I liked like I like all the stores and stuff there, yeah. but it's just like, um, they need more food too. Like there were people, there were a lot of people there shopping when I went, but there's yeah. like one restaurant that like I don't think is that good. And then there's there are like two little like coffee shops. Yeah, they, they used to have food. a tartine bakery there, but I think that might yeah, have it's gone. Yeah, you'd think that they could do like a, a smaller smorgasburg on the weekdays or something and have like a rotating, I don't know, even if they had like five or 10 like little trucks or stands or something, that would be a good idea. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Well, oh, my cat just came back from the vet yesterday and she's gained over a pound. Oh, yeah. Which means. We have to really put her on a diet, which I realize diet culture is bad, but you know, yeah. our, doc- our doctor's not on the, the cutting edge of um, the body, the feline body positivity movement. So he says that <laughs> we need to have her lose weight. Dahlia's kind of a yo-yo dieter. She really is. I mean, she's like, I mean, she's a cat. So I, it literally is a hundred percent our fault. Cause it's just like how much food we put out, she will eat it. So yeah. like, it's really more about us than it is about her. Yeah. And we need to be like, cause she'll just, she gets, I mean, this is such a cat, but she just gets like super affectionate. And for a minute you're like, oh my God, Dahlia, you actually do love me. And then as soon as you like get up, she runs to her food dish and you're like, oh, you just wanted food yet again. I get tricked yeah. every time. But she knows if she does it, you'll feed her. Yeah. So she doesn't, she's not like my other cat crackers is just deeply annoying and just like meows and meows and is crazy until you feed him dahlia is a little bit more subtle like putting on the you know the love act yeah Um, but she's yeah she's tricky wow so she's just like she's cunning she she's very smart cat she um and she also like was she's just always been around people so our vet also just comments every time like how 
affectionate and friendly she is. Hmm. Um, whereas crackers had, you know, a more, uh, hard scrabble childhood on the, the streets of Atwater village. So he's never mm-hmm. really comfortable around people, but yeah. Yeah. So we're, we don't have to change her food. We don't have to like get diet food, but we just have to feed her less and we can't give her those little, those little treats that we do during the day. So those are pretty much banned. Yeah. I think BB had like a little weight gain, but I don't know. He's got so many problems. We don't even worry about that part. He's got like such allergies. It's really not that interesting, but my friend did invent this, um, like luxury shampoo for dogs. They're going to be on a shark tank. Yes. Oh my God. Really? That's cool. And it smells really good. It smells like something you would put for humans. And she Mm. gave me a bottle of it and it's called the sensitive one because he's like got sensitive for a sensitive skin. And so like that really is helping. It's really good. I can't remember what it's called. Shit. I should say what it's called. BB could be um, a dog shampoo uh, influencer. Yeah. Like he's going to have to be because like he's, you know, he's an influence except for like i don't think he'd be very good advertisement because he's like his skin is all fucked up <laughs> like well nowadays like nowadays supermodels are like fucked up looking like you don't it's gone are the days of you know cindy crawford now it's like oh you have vitiligo you have you know a peg leg you weigh 500 pounds like these are the supermodels of today no that's true well he's definitely like that kind of dog jolie led yeah, he's he's not um he's not like conventional. Well, he actually he's very conventionally attractive. I think he's just, conventionally attractive. He's it's cute. just he's got like if you look too close, you'll see like the red mm. shit on his like face. Yeah. Like under his eye, like on his around his eyes and stuff. And don't look at his undercarriage because it's really <laughs> I mean what are you gonna that's do? Just how it is, you know? Oh, here we go. It's called Pride and Groom. Oh, that's cute. Isn't it cute? Pride and Groom. Pride and Groom. I'm surprised Goop hasn't gotten into the uh, dog shampoo business. Yeah, they're leaving money on the table with that one. They'll figure it out. They'll they'll get there eventually. Yeah. Uh, any? Wait, I feel like I did have a piece of Gwyneth news that I wrote down. What was it? Oh, it's really boring. It's just the Goop store in New York reopened. I didn't realize. Yeah, they were this closed. is like on my list because <laughs> yeah, but they adver- they talked about it on Instagram and on TikTok. Um, so if you're, you know, if you're in the village, and you need some uh, Vintner's daughter ASAP, you know where to go. Yeah, this was my best of the week. I guess we can just get into it because yeah, we might as well. My list anyway. I mean, my list was a combination. So like my actual best of my week was that the Goop Store in New York reopened, but really it was just American Horror Story <laughs> because like that's, I mean, the only like marginally Goop related thing that I've been, that I took any pleasure in all week was this new season of American Horror mm. Story. So like- I don't know. What is Goop related about it? Her husband is the co-creator. Oh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, that's it. Because this week was really, really boring um, for Goop. But are you watching the new American Horror Story? No, I'm just watching the new American Crime Story. See, 
I have checked in with the American Crime Story. I mean, I watched the first episode of it. I'm like, yeah, I that's all. I've, I think that's all that's aired so far. Is the first okay, episode. Well, then I watched it, but I've been watching because American Horror Story just did their little like American Horror Stories with an S. Oh, sure, the anthology series. The yeah, or like the more anthology series than the other yeah. anthology series. And then this one is gonna is called a double feature, which is like the first half is gonna be about one thing, and then the second half is gonna be about something else. <laughs> okay, so they're just like we're doing two short seasons in a row. I guess as one long season, the first one is vampires, and the second one is aliens. So that's good. Are I've been you, waiting for them to do vampires forever. Are you're you're more of a vampire girl than an alien girl? Uh, I would say so. Yeah, mm. I'm. I think I'm more of an alien boy. <laughs> You really? But I don't I don't want to watch the American Horror Story Alien. I want the tr- I want the truth. Yeah, you're not going to get any tr- I mean American Horror Story Alien I just assume is just going to be like some really sexy person in really tight clothes yeah. like probing and a freaky Cheyenne like, Jackson kind of in the ass. S&M mask yeah. like fucking somebody. Yeah. All but, those Ryan Murphy brunette boys just like bent over getting probed by an alien. <laughs> I don't know. I guess. But like yeah, I love like vampire shit. I mean, it's all American Horror Story is like basically the same thing. Like all yeah. of their, it's all this. I mean, is it's all Sarah Paulson stuff. still involved in Horror Story, or she's transitioned away? Oh yeah, no, she's like an oh, executive she's in, she's in the season, and she's like an executive producer on it. Okay. Um, it's all the same people. It's all the same. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I. I actually really liked the the crime story one, the first episode. No, I, it was I liked fun. it too. I, I, li- I liked it too. I liked it too. I it inspired me to fire up YouTube and watch all the old like SNL sketches from oh, that. Time. John Goodman and Molly Shannon as Linda and Monica. It's just iconic. They're so good. Yeah, the real when uh, Monica Lewinsky was on um, the Love Guru or the Lover. What's his name? The Love. What's his name? The Tim Meadows character? The Love Guru, right? The, uh, no, Love Guru is Mike Myers. What he was is, Tim? Oh my God. The ladies man. The ladies, ladies man. man. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, she was on the ladies man, which was really funny. Um, yeah, that was like basically what I, I like. I liked it. I liked it. Yeah. I, I mean, I do. I, I, I will, I like any sort of like, you know, obviously like 90s true crime dramatization, political stuff is just right up my alley. But I do think it is a little, it's like a little classist that Monica Lewinsky is like a producer on this and is, you know, it's like her, you know, her story. Whereas like Paula Jones wasn't involved. I don't know. I just feel like Monica Lewinsky is in the sort of the in media Vanity Fair, New York crowd. And like, it gets to tell her story her way. And Paula Jones is still, even though people are like, oh, this is, she's more sympathetic. People like the, the elites or whatever still think of her as like Arkansas trash, even though they pretend not to. Well, she might not have, I mean, she's definitely doesn't have like the educational pedigree of Monica Lewinsky. Like Monica Lewinsky is like a smart person. She was the, she was a presidential intern when she was yeah 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 it's like um 
so she definitely I think that it's like I don't think it's like unearned from Monica Lewinsky and also like I feel like Monica Lewinsky was like tortured by the media a lot more and like had probably even an even harder go of it than yes Paula yeah yeah it wasn't it was like all the same things happened to Paula but for Monica it was like amplified a hundred times for sure yeah and I think just like by because he was the president at the time when it happened and she was so young and like taken advantage of so much like I like and I feel like she has like actively like attempted to like change the narrative of like her story like yeah but she has she has the means and the connections and the education and and she also like has she is like a liberal and like her politics coincide I mean if she wasn't abused and tormented by the Clintons she would like love the Clintons well she worked for yeah yeah. and so like like do you think but do you I mean is Paula Jones like what is she trying to change like Paula Jones came forward at the time like did Monica Lewinsky like Monica Lewinsky was tricked into like being exposed yeah well yeah Paula Jones I mean according to the show Paula Jones was sort of like coerced by her husband to even pursue the lawsuit or whatever but like nowadays I mean who knows but like she was one of the people her and Kathleen Willey who Elizabeth Rezor plays on the show were in the front row with on in Trump section for the debate like um, so 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 Paula Jones is like using her experience more as like political fodder for the right instead of like trying to like center her story and like make tv shows about it yeah like one could say that she is now being used or she always has been used by the right-wing conservative elite to push an agenda and she's never really been able to tell her story on her terms, but I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's, um, I don't think it's necessarily classist that the story is more about Monica Lewinsky. Cause I just think that like Monica Lewinsky is like more of a story than Paula Jones. Like she was more famous than Paula Jones. Like what happened to her is a, yeah. is like more well known. It's a, and it's a different, I mean, because Paula Jones, it, it was more of like a classic sexual harassment, like I'm going to expose myself. And with Monica Lewinsky, it was, it's a little bit more salacious because, I mean, and I guess you could debate whether the relationship was consensual because of the power structures in place, but it was more of like a quote unquote affair. And it was like a little bit more, there was more there. I think also Monica Lewinsky's story is more of like a media story. Like, I don't think it is really about like being abused by the president. I think it's more about like, how she I think it's more about like how the media treated her yeah um but in general I'm like kind of I'm actually not into anymore I'm like getting a little bit over the like 90s true crime Mm. thing like I liked it when we did it with OJ but I feel like it's just it happens so it's just it's happening too much it's like okay i get it like the 90s people had cribbed hair they wore shoulder pads like they slim fast like yeah it's like i get it like i the like nostalgia like the irony like nostalgia like slurry is like kind of losing its appeal and I just don't, I'm just like not, I don't know. I'm just like not excited about it anymore. I understand that. I understand that. 
uh, I think a- after this one, I'll probably be where you are. I like this. I do. I do think, and I think Sarah Paulson, this performance is so good so far. And like, say what you want about prosthetics or fat suits or whatever, but she, she's great. She's great. Yeah. I mean, I do think that they're good at like really nailing down everybody's motivation, like, and, and like telling you, like, I think everybody kind of knew what um, Linda Tripp's motivation was, but I thought they did a good job of like having you like, of like sort of like framing it from her point of view, like Mm -hmm. the opening episode. So you're like immediately like empathize with her. And if you, yeah, you totally see where she's coming from, but you also see why people think she's like so annoying. Oh, I mean, she's a piece of shit. Um, But yeah, I think that's sort of why like Paula Jones doesn't get centered because I feel like all of these people like use this as like right wing fodder against the Clintons. And I guess Paula Jones is kind of like in that group, even Mm. if she unwittingly was manipulated by her husband or whatever, like if she's still doing it. But don't you think like, this is like sort of off topic, <laughs> but if, if she was like a liberal, um, a liberal woman who had a college education and, you know, lived in New York or LA or whatever, like she would be the, she would have like the, the respect and the star power that, that Monica Lewinsky wields now, be- partly because she was a victim of the Clintons. No, I don't really understand. What do you mean? I don't, I don't think I understand. Like she, she would, if she was, if she had a, a, a more acceptable po- like political point of view to the people that make these types of shows, she would have been given an opportunity to be involved in the making of the show. Like if she wanted to. Um, probably well I don't know I mean I feel like her I I feel like the show center I like I feel like Monica Lewinsky was like a different had a different experience than she did because I feel like when she came for I mean I guess her she was immediately taken in by the right and like went with it went with that yeah that's my understanding of it. Yeah, and so she she was a I guess because she was she was immediately um positioned in these well, like I guess right-wing... I'm saying that she already had her chance to tell her story the way she wanted to yeah. and that's the way she wanted to do it. And yeah. she continues to do it by like campaigning with Donald Trump and things like that. Like that's how she chooses to do it. Like Monica Lewinsky hasn't used her experience to do anything political right but but do you think she chooses paula chooses to do that or you think those are the opportunities that are offered to her i mean i'm sure if she wanted to write a tell-all book she could do that yeah but it would probably be published by like a weird like right-wing press it wouldn't be like simon and schuster or something well i mean i think that would really depend on like how she's choosing to do it like again like if she's continuing to like align herself with like if she wants to go to a debate between Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton and sit there and stare daggers at Hillary Clinton as a means to like intimidate her during like a presidential debate, then like she's using her experience as like a political weapon, not as like 
some sort of like universal human mm. storytelling like she's using it that's how she's that's what she's choosing yeah. to do like it's not like someone is holding a gun to her head and making her do that like that's what she wants to do I no it's i you know it's true i, I mean it, she has a choice whether to do that or not i just don't know that she would have the other opportunities even if i don't know well i think i mean <sighs> I don't know. I don't know what you mean. Like if she would have them, because it's like, that's just not what she's doing. Like she didn't move to New York and like, and become like a writer. Like a Carol Rodswell. Yeah. <laughs> like she just like, yeah. no, yeah, a political it, yeah. operative. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, no, you're probably right. Um, I just, I don't know. I would like to hear an un, unvarnished. I mean, but her, yeah, you're right. Her story is like very sort of, uncomplicated comparatively so it's like well he showed his dick and that's about it i mean yeah like i don't know that's fucked up yeah that he but did yeah. that yeah so anyway fun. okay we need to get back on track this is crazy okay uh, but my my best is so boring it's literally because there was nothing in the newsletters that i could even pretend to be my best so my best and this actually has to do with your um your dog shampoo okay is, Gwyneth posed with her dogs on Instagram. And I'm like, where have these dogs been all my life? Yeah, it's like, did she, is this like another, like that dog that Joe Biden euthanized? <laughs> and the one that Elizabeth Warren got, like, right, buddy? <laughs> yeah, like Harley or something. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> they made like, a, like giant balloons in Iowa and everyone like was like gaslighted into thinking that they all loved this Elizabeth Warren dog. Oh yeah, is that dog still alive? <laughs> and Pete and Chasen actually like, had oh, they babies <laughs> yeah so it's like <laughs> basically Gwyneth doing that because you know Apple and Moses are getting older so apparently she has three dogs Gaucho Nero and Daffodil like where did these dogs come from who knows but I thought it was cute but it's like Wait, I've, ne I've never heard her talk about these dogs I actually, I mean, I think that's because she's like a charming person. Like, no, I'm sorry. Like, I know I just opened by talking about my dog using the shampoo, but it's like, no one wants to hear about your dog. I know. I just talked about my cats, but I feel like normal people who have pets, I mean, there's the extreme where you're just like insane and like obsessed with your pets and that's all you talk about. But like normal people talk about their pets sometimes. Yeah. So I'm like, what are, what is she hiding? Like, why are these dogs... Why have these dogs been like hidden away from public view for so long? I mean, you'd think there would at least be like pictures of like her and Brad walking Walking them, the dog. Or... Yeah. They walk all the time, constantly. Do you think she's ever walked her own dog? No, because she probably thinks what will happen with the Lady Gaga dog will happen to her. That didn't, that happened to that. The dog walker. The, probably the same guy doing it. Yeah. No, he's like. You know, like he had to like do a GoFundMe because like Lady Gaga abandoned him or something after the thing. And like, he's like, yeah. I can't pay my medical bills. Like, uh, I thought that he was like, not just her dog walker, but like her best friend or something. I don't know. I mean, didn't you hear that? Or am I, I, I don't know if I heard best friend, but like, I thought maybe it was like a, a Kevin situation. I thought it might've been a Kevin. But like, even Ke like, where's, does Kevin walk the dogs? I mean, there's probably someone below kevin that walks the dogs i mean there's probably a dog walker yeah dog walker <laughs> but still i don't know Cele celebrities and their dogs are always fascinating because i just know like a celebrity like it's always like, you know i go away once or twice a year mm -hmm. i get a cat sitter and mm -hmm. it's like a little bit of a 
like or not ordeal but just like it's sort of annoying to like have to pay a cat sitter and blah 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 but if you're like constantly on the move with your pets either dogs or cats you're not taking care of these like it's like um paris hilton or neil patrick harris or any of these people that just like abandon or like didn't the rock like give back his dog like no these people have fully staffed houses like they don't have to deal with that stuff like they pay a lot of people to do a lot of things all the time like their house is a their house is a workplace for like probably like you know minimum three people and like probably a lot more than that and like they those are the people who deal with us yeah so then what's the point of even have it's like the same thing as what's the point of having children what's the point of having pets if you're not gonna hang out with them they just it's like old like english manor houses like they see them occasionally when they want to like have the enjoyable interaction and that's it like it's amazing for them like their lives are amazing no that's true yeah they're very privileged yeah dogs but Gwyneth, I know everything you do is strategic. So maybe this is the beginning of just showing these new furry friends of the beginning of some sort of goop pet line. We need more luxury dog shampoo. Ask Gaucho. That'll be a new column on goop. Ask Gaucho. Yeah. Uh, I would, yeah. Where did you come up with those names? I don't know. I like I like the names. They're recognizable as things and names, but they're not stereotypical pet names. And I like Nero. I love I love a pet name of like a villain, like because yeah. it makes it seem like a little like the pet is a little saucy. Like if you named your pet, I don't know, Charles Manson or something, that would be fun. Or <laughs> the Zodiac Killer. Yeah, so Zodiac. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, John Wayne Gacy um but like Nero Saddam that would be a great name for a little cute little cat or dog Osama Osama okay uh all right what's your worst my worst was the oral hygiene um I was like kind of excited about this pretty much I feel really gaslit by this entire newsletter because every single article I opened up and thought oh this will be good and then it turned out not to be so oral hygiene I was like I was excited about it because I thought that this is an actual, like, this is actual wellness. This is actual health. Like you need good oral hygiene. It's very important. So I was expecting, I don't know, kind of something more fact-based, maybe something with Gerda involved. Like Mm. I was really like, okay, like we're going to talk about why we need to do certain things and like weird parts of my mouth that I haven't been brushing and just like I really I don't know why like I just believed in with my whole heart that I was going to get some actual information so yeah something new something that you can like an anecdote you can say at a party like the thing of like oh if you don't you know if your gums are diseased that means you'll get a heart attack like that was sort of like a little piece and I want some something like that where you're like oh something to scare you into changing something something. terrifying Yeah, yeah okay Nope. Nope. Not today. It was just a bunch of this stupid fucking, you know, natural toothpaste and this, the cocoa floss again. And I'm going to tell you guys, I got the bamboo toothbrush and don't do it. And I'm going to say something that sounds really disgusting, but it's true. My bathroom gets too humid for me to have a wood toothbrush. It got like, like mildew. Like, I think it was getting mildew in it. I had to throw it out. That's what's ha- I swear to God, that's what's happening with my Gtox face cleanser. What? Of the, 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 like, 
okay so the it's a pump cleanser you know a little goo that comes out but a little of the goo gets stuck in the spout and i swear to god it's getting like mildewy because it does not smell right anymore and this is a $45 $45 face cleanser or something. And every time I do it, I'm like, it smells like there's like bacteria in here. And like, I, I keep trying to like clean out this, the, the little pump and it, it's good again for another day or two. And then the like crust forms again. And I think maybe it's because it's like this natural thing. And it's, I I'm almost afraid to even wash my face with it anymore. But are you, cause it should be coming out every time. Like that should be the stuff that's like squirting out of the pump. It comes out but it solidifies in the the tube of the pump so it doesn't actually go back into the bottle and it But like, every time you squeeze it that's what that should come out. Every time there, you pump the pump that should come out. Yeah, it's still coming out but there's still gunk in the actual pump in the in the spout apparatus. But that's so, not just the soap? It smells like it smells off. Have you taken it off and smelled inside the bottle? Yeah. And, and it's, it's not inside the bottle. It's just the pump. It's just the pump. Yeah. And it, and then if I, if I take the pump and I unscrew it and I put it under the sink and I, I have to get even like one of those, um, like a bobby pin or something to get, and I really clean it out, then it smells perfect for the next two or three days, but then it just starts happening again. How much do you have left? It seems like you've been using this for a long time. <laughs> It's a lot. I still have uh, over half of it left. When did you get it? Ooh, I don't know, four or five months ago. That's like a pretty long time, I think. Yeah, you, you only use one pump with- a day. I don't know. And I, I usually alternate between that and my Cetaphil, so I don't even use it every day. But maybe I should just go, th- maybe I just need to go through it faster. I don't know. It seems like a long time to me, but I don't know. Maybe uh, I don't use enough to wash my face. I mean... But I, when you said, I was like, I think the, I think there's a reason why things aren't entirely natural and it's because they get like infected with things. Yeah. I think stuff shouldn't be too natural. Like I think too natural is bad. Oh yeah. So just back to the thing basically. And like you were saying about things being too natural, I just don't believe that any of this stuff works like with two, with oral hygiene, I'm pretty like conventional like I want crest I want fluoride I want listerine I want like toxins chemicals I want all of it because I really care about my oral health and my oral hygiene yeah it's really not something to like fuck with or to like try to be a little alternative it's funny because I'm exactly like you I'm like the most conventional you know I want bleach I want baking soda I want fluoride I want all that stuff but then it's with deodorant 180 degrees in the other direction I'm like I'm completely petrified of, of, of conventional deodorant. I'm scared of it, but it like, I smell too bad. Like I can't use the natural deodorant. Not me. I only need the natural, like every other day, at least no one's commented. Really? You don't I mean, need deodorant? I just guess I, I need it sometimes. I need it like yeah. when I work out or whatever, but like if I'm not like moving around all day and I shower every day, I don't really need it. Oh, I like, if I don't wear deodorant, and I will smell my own armpits by like noon every day, like mm. for sure. Mm. But I guess you're just. And if I use too much deodorant, I get a rash. Oh no. So I, I need to be very, my skin is just like sensitive. It's like too, too sensitive. 
Um, okay, my worst. Okay, so I'm gonna say the, the whole article isn't my worst because I think it's the thought that counts, but some of these suggestions are definitely the worst. And it's the one that says nice gifts for shitty situations. Yeah, this was almost my worst. And then it became my saddest because it's just, I thought this was terrible. It's sad. I mean, so like it is, you know, if someone in your life dies or someone in your friend's life or family member's life, it's like, a, you know, you want to show your support, sending flowers, uh, sending you know, just it, but it, it, it truly, or a card, it, it, it truly is like, it's the thought that counts with this type of thing. Um, so these are all like sympathy gifts or whatever. Some of these goop suggestions are so insulting and insane. Like some of this seems like it would just be downright cruel. Unless, <laughs> like, I mean, okay. If, if, if you, if God forbid someone in your life passed away, I would know. Aggie loves goop. This would be a perfect gift for you. Okay. But like a normal person <laughs> to be like, oh, I'm, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that your father passed away. I'm going to give you yoga in a cup, which is an elixir with Rishi and Ashwagandha. I mean, it's like, what are you supposed to, yeah, like the workout stuff is oh, just. Oh, RIP um, your mom. Here's a foam roller. <laughs> I know what you want. I know it's like this woman will not stop. Like there, she's, she will not stop pushing this fucking foam roller, even in times of like profound grief. Here's, like, some, thought, here's some weighted like wrist bangles. So, wrist you, can bangles, fu- so you don't I, get fucking me, fat when you're sad. To me, it was the class pass gift card <laughs> that really was bad. like next level. Cause it's like, you're supposed to use class pass right now. Like, are you kidding me? Like when you want to just like be, I, I don't know. I would just assume that I don't understand it. Maybe someone really wants to do class pass, but can't afford their own class pass. And like when their fucking husband dies, they're like, nothing would help them move through it better than class pass being able to go to you know whatever soul cycle once a week for the next three weeks when you're grieving I mean maybe exercise is probably a very healthy way to actually deal with grief but like I don't know too many people that that process their grief that way god bless you if you do not like I feel like if you're processing your grief that way you're not doing it like at the same time that like the casseroles and the flowers are coming. You're yeah. doing that like months after, like yeah, when yeah, you're yeah. like working on it on your own. Like I, to me, that's kind of why it's so offensive. Cause it's like, well, like you got to get, you know, here's what you're going to do to heal or something like that's kind of what it is. Instead of like the flowers and the casseroles and stuff, at least they're just like, I'm just kind of helping you get through the day. This, you know this is, I mean? Yeah, this is like a passive aggressive, like, well, you shouldn't wallow. Like, it's a little like nudge, nudge, like get off, get off your ass and like get back to life. Yeah, because these gifts. Yeah, exactly. Because these seem like they're supposed to come in like the the immediate aftermath of like a profound loss. Yeah. Or even like um, the, the talk space therapy card. That's like, I mean, first of all, that talk space thing. I've heard from multiple people that it's sort of a scam. I mean, you're just like texting with texting people. Somebody. So it's like, that's sort of, I don't know, a little fucked up to be like, oh, here. And I even thought that this next gen casserole drop off. So like, 
I have had, I haven't had like a profound loss in like an unexpected loss, but I've had like people with like severe illnesses and stuff in my life. And like some people have dropped off casseroles because it, and it really has been nice, Mm -hmm. but I think if someone is fucked up and they just need a fucking casserole, make it really simple. Mm -hmm. Like it's not time to show off No, and say like, I got this amazing new recipe from Goop and this is my next gen casserole. Like I don't just bring casserole. I bring fucking amazing casserole. Like it's not time to like tell them how fucking great you are. They feel like shit. Be like humble yourself. Yeah. Regular lasagna, mac and cheese, chicken and rice. Yeah. Like I don't, sorry. I don't want chicken, cabbage, zucchini dumplings. Um, That's not helping. Or I mean, I guess if you, if the person who's grieving is vegan, like a vegan tomato soup is actually like very thoughtful. Yeah. But if they're not vegan, fuck you. If you give me a vegan cashew tomato soup. If they're not vegan, like do not give them anything that's vegan. No, if they're not vegan, like, just give them cheese. Yeah, uh, I mean the they have like a regular lasagna, which is nice, and the I mean that honestly that buckwheat banana bread with salty butter looks really good. But it does look really good. I remember like after after my dad died, uh, I was staying at my mom's house, and like a lot of people, you know, sent cards or flowers or whatever. The the, the only, really the only thing I remember of anyone, and I'm sure everyone, like everyone was really nice and sent lovely things, but like it, someone, one of my sister's friend sent us like three dozen cookies from Levain Bakery, which is like a really amazing cookie bakery in New York. Mm-hmm. And that is what, I, that like just giant gooey chocolate chip cookies. Mm-hmm. That is what you want at that time. Yeah. And I'm like, I will always remember those cookies and that gift. <laughs> wow. So good. Yeah. Those are like those big thick ones, right? Yeah. The big thing. I mean, they're like, they're yeah, huge. they're, they're, they're gigantic. They're like disgusting, but they're exactly what you want when you're just like trying to drown out all your feelings. Oh, um, yeah. Not a vegan tomato soup. No, no, no. Or not a like weird, that book um my inner sky with like the 90s color palette and font yeah looks really terrifying on embracing day night and all the times in between like fuck or like a large standard singing bowl set (laughs) what is what even is that i think those are like the things at yoga when they like do the bowls oh my god (laughs) or like um any of these like the inner compass cards like none of these the spiritual ones are really fucked up i mean yeah uh, even like oh i'm gonna give you a yoga mat like jesus christ it's like why or some goop coffee i guess if you really like coffee i mean to me the coffee falls kind of in the category of like just stuff like yeah just like here's you know so you don't have to go shopping this week yeah Um, um of course the wine is probably good oh yeah like a a wine club that that's great actually that's like actually a really good idea and that psalm select is is good i'm on their mailing list Mm -hmm. but like Um, i'm sorry a vegan leather journal so i can like write down my feelings like fuck you if i want to do that i'll do that on my own time you don't need to fucking tell me to journal yeah it's like anything that feels like an assignment is probably bad and i even think that there's something kind of harsh about the 
dried bouquet to be perfectly dry, honest i know a dried bouquet like is here's like, a your bunch of dead flowers yeah to go dead, with your yeah, dead yeah, relative it's not it doesn't seem that supportive it's a little creepy it's like oh here's some like like goth like black roses yeah like it's just sort of weird but you know maybe you maybe the some of these other flowers look pretty nice mm-hmm. so it, i mean everyone you know everyone knows who's in their life and can probably think for themselves of what type of gift to give and yeah. um yeah i mean it's a tough situation so it's hard also like it's like i've definitely like not always handled it like amazingly when people in my life were like experiencing that because it's like you don't know what to do it's like no and especially if you're like not in the same city as them it's like you don't want to bug it it is it is tough so you sort of have to like feel out like how how close you are to the person and how much they they want you around how much they want you around versus you can't do it for yourself to be like, oh, I'm a good person. So I'm going to do this. Like, that's the wrong way to go about it. Of course. Right. If you're doing it. Yeah. That's fucked up. And that, and yeah, if you do it that way, that's when the uh, zucchini dumplings come into play. Like, oh, I slaved away for like 48 hours on these dumplings. So like praise me. Yeah. Make sure to like, tell me how you like them. Yeah. Cause like nothing you want when you're like crying is to like bite into a dumpling and have that sweet, sweet, taste of zucchini in your mouth yeah i know wow what nothing else will like assuage the pain (laughs) all right well so anyway that was my saddest yeah my worst um all right so my let's see oh i had a craziest uh and this is like almost sort of good crazy but also just like crazy crazy Mm -hmm. is the nine kid-friendly vacations grown-ups can enjoy too yeah this was almost on my list but it didn't quite make it. Um, yeah, Balmoral with kids. <laughs> yeah, so like, okay, kids, you want to go to Disneyland. You want to go to the beach, maybe a zoo or an aquarium. Like, and it's great if you plan a vacation for you for yourself and take your kids. The kids will enjoy it, but don't pretend that you're like, oh, I'm doing this for the kids because you're not doing this for the kids. You're doing this for you, which is fine. You earned it. And you should. I think that people should be more like should do less stuff for their kids. Yeah, because it's like you get the enjoyment of actually enjoying what you're doing. And then also if kids are bored, they're bored. But I don't know when I was a kid, like some of the best memories of like going places and stuff, which is like so maybe I'm actually proving the point that this is a good list. Cause I'm like, Oh, when my parents took me to like the Redwoods or whatever, like that wasn't necessarily for kids, but I was like, it was, I had a profound experience seeing the Redwoods when I was eight years old. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this isn't crazy at all. Maybe this is great. I mean, I just think that like, I feel like there's this like weird um, impulse in parents right now where they feel like they have to, entertain their children constantly and be like at their level and I just don't think that that's true like I think that you should be allowed to tell children like I don't want to play that with you because I'm an adult and I don't play those games or like don't do that to me I'm a grown-up like you can do that with your friends like 
I know, I feel like now that seems like almost harsh, but like as a child, like those were like very, that made perfect sense that like my parents weren't going to be like sword. I mean, I didn't do that anyway, but like my parents weren't going to like, I don't know, like play like children's games with me very much. (laughs) I don't know. No, I agree. And like kids in my, you know, semi-limited experience, like I have, you know, nieces and nephews, but not kids myself. Uh, if you do say that, like, I'm a little tired right now, I, you know, I'd rather, you know, read a book or have a glass of wine or whatever. They're, they're upset for maybe like 30 seconds and then they're totally fine. And they just like find something else to do. Like, it's not this traumatic thing. I mean, I guess if you're a parent and you're doing it like constantly, I don't want to see you. I don't want to hang out with you. That's a different, that's different, but like kids don't really care. They don't care. And it's like, yeah, I feel like sometimes you go to people's houses with kids and it's like, a kid fantasy land mm-hmm. or something it's like everything is kid so kid focused and it's like I don't know I just feel like people need to like grown-ups need to like maintain their space and like their um dignity yeah look at like I mean the royal family of England um you see your kids you know once every few years <laughs> Yeah, the nanny just like puts them in a little like velvet jumper. Yeah, and, and they turned out great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, here are the vacation destinations for goop people um, that are supposedly kid friendly. Uh, Deer Valley, I, skiing, whatever. That's that like one, nice. That one did seem pretty kid friendly, actually. Yeah. And it looks, yeah. Um, then we got Sonumur in Norway because kids not, love going to the fjord in the middle of the winter yeah uh then we have i mean safari actually would be i mean honestly a kid would rather probably just go to like the san diego wild animal park or whatever but like a safari does sound pretty cool that's like an ideal like kid vacation i think if you're extremely rich and your kid doesn't mind flying god knows how many hours to go to botswana um and after after going to Yellowstone and seeing like Buffalo, I was like, I would be like, oh, this would be like, I never was like, oh, I want to go on a safari. But now I'm like, oh, this would actually be really cool if I could afford it. Um, Then we got uh, for culture critics, we have, yeah, Balmoral in Scotland. Yeah. (laughs) If you want to do your like Queen Elizabeth cosplay. Which like, I don't understand. I don't think kids would, I mean, I don't know. I definitely went to the UK as a child a lot and um I mean I guess I the only thing that I liked about it was like chocolate yeah like going to London you're going to you know Harrods and getting chocolate you're going to see a play on the West End like there's definitely like kid-friendly things to do in the UK but um the Scottish Highlands is the Scottish Highlands not interesting it's, not, it's just then, like cold and they're not going to be interested in like whatever fucking pile of stones <laughs> like going on a fox hunt I don't even know what you do as you look at old castles. And then there's like art, I guess, there. I have no idea. Yeah, um, then we have Costa Rica. Like, fine, yeah. Like a, a jungle, a beach, that's great. Um, yeah. Sure. Um, Amsterdam, which sure is kid-friendly, but like the atmosphere is very party-party in, in Amsterdam, right? Or I just haven't been since I was like in my 20s. I mean, so maybe... I've never been to Amsterdam, but that's the reputation that it has. Like... Everything I did in Amsterdam definitely is not kid friendly, but that might just be. They're saying it's good because they have pancakes. They do have really good. There's this actually, there's this really cool restaurant. It's in this old house. You go up this like rickety set of stairs and you're in like an attic and they give you these gigantic pancakes and that would be very kid friendly. 
and the Anne Frank house. <laughs> I, mean, uh, I mean, kids are like obsessed with Anne Frank and the Holocaust. So I guess. Kids are obs- well, because yeah, the kids, yeah. I definitely knew like a lot of kids who like went there. <laughs> I did not go to the Anne Frank house when I was in Amsterdam. I feel like it was like a big trip for like someone's parents to take them to the Anne Frank house and them to come back to school and be like, I cried yeah. and like tell you how like right. they were so sad and like be dramatic about it. I did go to the Holocaust Museum in Washington, D.C. when I was a kid. I tried to go to the Holocaust Museum when I was in Washington, D.C. twice and we couldn't get in. It was so packed. And I literally think it's because of anti-Semitism. <laughs> and my brother made the good point that... um marjorie taylor green was able to get in but we (laughs) wow yeah that is a good point uh what do you have to get like advanced tickets or something you have to get advanced tickets so the first day we didn't know that because my brother's a member of course and we were like like, of course and it's like the only museum he's a member of in the entire city like who i'm sorry but like who wants to go to that more than once it's like horrifying uh i guess my brother i don't know we tried to go and then the next day they were like you you have to get like um they're like a limited amount go up every day on the website you have to like be there right at like 10 a.m and I was like literally on the website at 10 a.m like I was like sitting there ready to do it and I got the two tickets and right before I hit select someone else like snatched them out of me my cart and like confirmed them and then I had to be like on the phone with this like ticketing agency for like two hours they are the hardest tickets to get I don't know why I bet you're right. I bet it is like the sort of evangelical Christian Zionists that are scooping up all the tickets and not letting the Jews have their fun. And the Jews can't get in. I know because the Christians are there. I'm sure Ugh. that's what's happening. Um, all right. Then we get to for food fanatics. So this there's nothing, <laughs> there's nothing kids like more to eat than fire roasted vegetables on a private Patagonian Island. Oh my God. I know this was what I could not understand. And also don't forget. There's also sauteed fish. <laughs> yeah, sauteed fish. Yeah, every child's favorite deal, favorite meal, roasted vegetables and fish. Uh, where there's literally nothing to do. There's probably no Wi-Fi, and you're with like Francis Malman, like in an, on an open fire, like weird, like cauldron thing. And as a child, I was taken on a vacation to, um, like a resort in Hawaii that was I mean it was Hawaii but it it also like there were no TVs which like Mm. there was Wi-Fi we didn't know one had Wi-Fi but like there was it was like this is just like a chill like get back to nature resort and I was like why the fuck am I here the only entertainment I had was one troll doll (laughs) just like playing with this troll doll while my parents were just like I don't know drunk on fucking Wow. That is your own personal Anne Frank experience. Exactly. So I guess I have been to the Anne Frank house in my mind. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, like go on vacation, like do things, go on excursions with your kids, but please stay in a hotel or a motel that has a TV. So everyone can just wind down at the end of the day. Like, what are you trying to prove by not having TV on vacation? I know it was like such a nightmare. Although it was only for like two days of like a trip where we went (laughs) So they didn't like make me stay there for a week or something. Yeah. Okay. Then we have Copenhagen. Another, I mean, this is like Noma, you know, the, what is it like foraged sea moss and vegetable ash and all this shit. So kids are really going to love that. But doesn't Copenhagen also, isn't that where um, Tivoli is? 
I I believe it is Tivoli Gardens. I think it's called, or just Tivoli. It's oh, um, a beautiful amusement park. Oh, that is what Disneyland is based on. Okay. Um, like the look of it, not the you know. If yeah, Disneyland yeah. is probably more fun for kids, but it's like the it has it's like there's that. That would be cool. Like any any amusement park kids like. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know Copenhagen has like the little mermaid statue so i guess if your kids are into little mermaid yeah and but i'm sure now, there's this is again where it's like to go back to last week just go to solvang yeah exactly and then Get go some... to disneyland and you don't even have to leave la i mean i guess you do technically have to leave la but you don't have to leave southern california yeah you don't have to go far and you get yeah. those i bet you i bet there's better danishes in solving than there is in actual denmark oh That's my god the danishes Ooh. Oh. Mm. And those tubs of butter cookies, and then and you can drink wine. So they've kind of got everything. That's what they need to do in the next episode of Crime Stories. Have Linda and Monica just chowing down because Danishes were so popular in the nineties. Yeah, like one of those like fucking like plastic wrapped like cheese Danishes oh, from like a vending machine or a Sven, yes, yeah, Sven Hards or something was a brand. And like when we would go on whatever vacation and staying, you know, just like a roadside motel with a continental breakfast those plastic oh wrap danishes are truly um, like that kids will enjoy that more than any trip to denmark my favorite part of any vacation was always a continental breakfast i, know. <laughs> I don't know why i guess because they had like danishes and like sugary cereals and stuff like yeah that. yeah yeah uh it was so special because it was like at home you're having whatever cereal your parents would buy for you and you're probably not having danishes during the week um my breakfasts at home were like, I, I was always like filled with anxiety because I didn't want to go to school. And I was like, felt like I was going to throw up all, all the time mm. and I couldn't eat anything. And they made me drink carnation instant breakfast because it was like the only food oh, I would wow. eat. And I like had to like always just like kind of be like chugging it in the car on the way to school because I wouldn't eat. Wow. And vacation breakfast, it was like, you know, when I was on vacation, it was i was a different person <laughs> oh for sure yeah i was i mean i was doing a lot of a lot of kicks uh cheerios maybe some wheat toast and then on vacation i was allowed to have cinnamon toast crunch and that was iconic. oh yeah vacation it could be whatever whatever they had um so then the last foodie destination for kids is a cooking school in ireland <sighs> they don't want to go yeah like they don't want to go to school no, a class with how awful would that be for anyone, let alone a kid? And it's like, well, I would, I think I would kind of like, I mean, that. I would like it too, but kids don't want to do that. And they can pull vegetables from the ground and fruit off the trees. I mean, I probably would have gotten a kick out of that, but once you do it once, take your kids. If you want to do a kid's vacation, take them somewhere with a pool. And if you mm -hmm. want to go on vacation for yourself, then just make them go along with you and figure out some activities that they can do while you're there. Yeah. But don't call it a kid's vacation. No. Uh, so yeah, these, I mean, all these places seem amazing, but don't, you don't have to pretend that this is for the kids. Cause it's not. God. But are people really taking vacations like this? Yeah, rich people are taking vacations like this all the fucking time. Yeah. Must be nice. Must be nice. Uh, all right. What would you try? 
Oh, I would try the Rahua moisturizing detangler. I had not seen that before. There was something about like getting moisturized hair or something. I did feel like that was a little, you know, call out just for me, a call in more like it. Um, they have that weird hairbrush again. I don't know how much I want any of this other stuff, except for they do have that salt detox thing, mm-hmm. the detox thing that I kind of want. But the other thing that I kind of want that I didn't, I had no idea even existed was um, it's just kind of, it looks like the, like some sort of like leave-in conditioner thingy, oh, yeah. but it's just from this brand that I, for some reason have decided I have like extreme brand loyalty to, and I don't know why I even decided that. This is Rahua. I bought one thing and it's fine. So I'm like, oh, every hair thing I'm going to have is this until I get sick of it. I mean, brand loyalty is a thing. Look at, look at us and Goop for the past six years. Oh, I know. I'm like the queen of brand loyalty and it's probably really messed up. That's another one of our more Gen X traits because apparently like millennials and Gen Zers are like not brand loyal at all. Really? Yeah. They're like, cause like back in you know the baby boomer days it was like you have one you have ivory soap you have shredded wheat you have you know chevy truck or whatever and then that's it for their whole life and now it's like every you know instagram you're just gonna click on an ad but then never think about it again apparently hmm. i wonder if that's a young person's thing as well that they'll get into the habits yeah probably because i i feel like as I get older, I definitely have more, like, I just know what I like. So I don't need to explore anymore for certain. The first products. thing I ever had like brand loyalty toward was Tampax. I would like always get the brand name. Like I never got store brand tampons. I was like, I need the, for this one thing, I need the like name brand thing. Sure, and I sure. always get it. But then that's kind of like grown into other areas, I guess. Yeah, like a name brand, there's certain, I mean, cereal, I'm definitely like a snot, like I don't want to get the generic cereal. Um, Painkillers, like Advil, I'll get the, I'll get the generic Advil, but I won't get the generic Dayquil. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm kind of a piece of shit and I pretty much never get the store brand anything, but Brian exclusively does. So I just always know like for stuff like Advil or whatever, I just kind of always know who bought it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Because I, I always buy the real Advil and the real Tylenol and the real, and I only buy the real Mucinex. Okay. I mean, I think that's all the same, but you never know. If you feel better, do it. I don't think it's the same. I, the Mucinex is not. I know what? it. Like there is a, Mucinex is a miracle drug. It's my personal ivermectin. It's like, <laughs> I take it from everything. I did start stocking up on it as soon as COVID hit. I was like, I'm going to need this. Is that for, I've never even taken it. It's for like a stuffy nose. What is it for? It's for, yeah, like runny nose. It will like, if you have a runny nose, it will stop that shit. If you okay. have a stuffy nose, it'll clear it up. If you have a sore throat, it'll, it. it's like oh, a wow. miracle drug for like cold flu symptoms. I see. If you have a cough. That's how I feel about Dayquil. It has like DX or whatever. It has like some toxic thing that will kill you. I think sure. that's why it works. Uh, yeah. Cause I know like Day- I once got the CVS brand of Dayquil and it just didn't work at all. I was like, this because, is garbage. Yeah. They have like, I think these like high levels of like, it's called like DM or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. something DM. I think. And it's the one, I mean, it's, I think it's like, if you like 
melt it down or whatever you can make meth out of it or something something like that probably can make it yeah something like that uh so yeah stick with stick with the name brands i do like like the costco liquor like the costco gin the the premium costco anejo tequila on instagram people call it costco migas which is funny because apparently it's casamigos i mean i i am so I mean, I think I know a little bit about wine, but I really know absolutely nothing about spirits. And like, I cannot, I can barely tell the difference between like top shelf and like. Yeah, I think, I mean, there's definitely a a different, like the bottom of the barrel one stuff is really gross. But once you get into like, just a step above that, unless you're like sipping it slowly or whatever, you don't really need any better than you know kirkland or you know vodka get stoli or get svedka or whatever you're fine you don't need to get the premium stuff yeah i mean i don't really keep that stuff anyway Mm. i'm just kind of a wine drinker i i go back and forth yeah um what would oh okay here's what i would try so i really actually did not like the article um that what was it 12 plant-based recipes or whatever yeah this was like again like it's what the hell was going on there was like a mishmash of like 12 different articles it was yeah it was just nothing it was just a roundup of previous i guess they're all vegan or whatever is the um... and stop showing that goddamn chickpea thing the chick their chickpea stew yeah that chickpea stew is literally makes makes me sick to just look at it we have i'm sorry but like I know it's kind of fucked up, but like we all know the chickpea stew that we're making. Yeah, we all know the good chickpea stew. And also, I I don't want to see a chickpea stew when it's 95 degrees outside. I I don't. I'm sorry if that's culturally insensitive. Degrees yesterday in some parts of LA. Am I really going to make a stew uh, with chickpeas? No, I'm not. Disgusting. And then I'm like your lettuce wraps. I don't need that. I don't need a cashew butternut squash soup. Again, are you crazy? This is still summer. Um, these smoothies, I mean, anything to take away that disgusting taste of the the microbiome super powder. I'm all for anything to to disguise that shit. So these smoothies, I'm sure, are great. On TikTok, uh, they say mix it in your iced coffee. Oh, I should try that. I'll try that tomorrow. With like a little um, it looked like oat milk or something. That actually sounds good. Cause now I'm like, I've actually gone 180 degrees on the um, the gut super powder. I drink that every night, but the, um, oh no, this is the one that I do like the gut one. Cause it doesn't taste like anything. It's the other, it's the metabolism one. That's disgusting. That's the one I still need to try. Yeah. Ooh. Um, okay. But the, the actual recipe that on this, that does sound good, even though it might be a little complicated to make is the soca with the barbecued tempeh. Yeah. That, that looks good to me. Cause it's like, you know, a chickpea flour pizza dough or whatever. Then you have barbecue tempeh. Uh, and I mean, they say you should make your own barbecue sauce and ranch, which I'd say just gets store-bought. Um, and I'm not a big barbecue chicken pizza person. Usually it's too sweet, but I bet you the goop one will be like not that sweet. It's, I don't know. It sounded good. And then it, you top it with, um, cilantro and a serrano pepper and a red onion which sounds like crunchy and light for the summer oh god no it's a no it's a no for you 
I mean, I I made tempeh bacon last week and it tasted like shit. Tempeh is really tough to cook because I feel like you think you want to cook it on a high heat, but it gets burnt and bitter really easily. So I really do think you have to like, maybe like marinate it first. I don't know. It's tough to do good, but I, I don't know. I like it. I like all that fucking fake vegan food though. It's the texture. I like it's the texture. Crumbly. It's, I like the crumbly. Cause I, cause you can make it into like tacos. So you break it up and make like bacon bits. Yeah. 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 Um, you can do, I mean, slices too are okay, but I like the, sli- I only like slices if you're doing it like in a sandwich, like making like a BLT type of thing out of it is good. Um, but yeah, for some reason, I, the soca, like chickpea flour or pizza thing, I don't know, that sounds good to me. Yeah, the barbecue chicken pizza thing sounds good. I mean, I do love a barbecue chicken pizza, but again, yeah. I this is the kind of thing that like I just don't need to like. I don't need to get bent out of shape trying to make myself a barbecue chicken pizza out of alternative flour. <laughs> I think I would just like have a barbecue chicken pizza from California pizza kitchen once every three years and just call it a day. day. And if you want to uh, get a little fancier, my local pizza place, Hail Mary actually has a really good sort of upscale barbecue chicken pizza. Well, I don't, you don't, you have, I mean, just Domino's makes one probably. Right. I like the one from California pizza kitchen. That's like the first one I ever had. And that's like I feel like that's the only one. It's in my the life standard. It's what all the other ones basically Something were. Something I liked from. as a kid. But then if I go to like an actually good pizza place, I usually just get like cheese or pepperoni. I don't yeah. like fuck with like exciting. Unless I go to like, I guess it like Roberta's or something like that. But when I go to like Hail Mary or like whatever, like whatever the hell those places are now, yeah. I always get. Ooh, the one that we ordered when I was at your parents' house, um, Prime, the Sicilian one. I've got, I've gone back and gotten that a couple of times. It's so good. Yeah, that one is so, and that one's just pepperoni, but they put like the big ones and the little ones on it. Because yeah. to me, at like a fancy pizza place, the best thing you're going to get are those little crunchy pepperoni. I know. I'm obsessed with those. All right. What would you buy? Um, I would buy the mother jeans the weekender fray jeans from mother they were really cute and you know i've been wanting to wear flared jeans <laughs> for a sure. while and i think that this is this fall i think we're going to i'm going to get a flare jean and i'm just going to make it happen for myself it's going to be great yeah, I think that's good. I think it's right on trend. Thank um, you. you can wear it over some Uggs or whatever. With a flare jean? Isn't wait, am I thinking maybe I'm thinking of boot cut. What is is flare like bell bottom or what is flare? Um, yeah, it's like I mean I've a flare, a boot cut has a flare. Flare, okay. Flare, but a bell bottom has a bigger flare. Got it, got it, got it. This has like a medium size flare. Great. I think that they would probably not fit over i think ugg boots i think when you're wearing ugg boots you kind of want the ugg boot to be front and center like, oh i see yeah to, to be like either you want your jeans to be in the uggs or to be wearing like a skirt or something see this is why i don't know anything about fashion uh all right what i would buy so 
as everyone knows, I've completely divorced myself from Bath and Body Works candles. Um, they're toxic. They're disgusting. I blame Aggie for getting me into them in the first place. <laughs> but uh, I need some new candles and I can't, I'm sorry, I can't spend $80 on a candle. It's just not happening. Well, maybe you should start. Maybe I should start. Well, I no, I can't. Um, but Goop, I guess they started selling. They had like this uh, whole email that was just like new stuff at Goop. And they're selling these candles from Maison Louis Marie that are $34. I'm afraid that maybe they're really small. Because $34 sounds like too good to be true for a Goop candle. Um, but they have a, a few different ones. They have one that's called the Candili, which is delicate and floral with rich woody undertones. And then they have one called Bois de Balancourt, which is a warm earthy scent that mimics the wooded setting of the family home after which it was named. Ooh. So they're all woody. It says, it says 3.5 inches diameter, which is it doesn't seem that small to me. It seems like a normal size for a candle. That would be a, wait, three inch? Three and a half inch is like, that's like the size of your fist. So it's not a tiny, it's not like a little votive thing. It's like a regular size candle, I believe. Um, yeah, it's like between, yeah, right? I don't really know. It, yeah, it's not a three wick. It's not a giant, you know, marshmallow fireside, but it's enough. And 34 is like a good price for something that seems at least pretty like high end. Um, that's what I buy. You should get it. Cause I really, I, I mean, in my, I really want to get like Byredo candles and those are like $85. I know candles are so expensive, but I like you have also like, um, stopped buying Bath and Body Works products yeah. and only am buying like fewer and like more high-end like candles. I also, I mean, I feel like there was just something about those Bath and Body Works candles where like they would sell like three for $30 or something. And so you just have so many. Yeah. Even ones that you didn't like. And you didn't even have to really light, like they had such a insane throw that you could just smell them without even lighting them. Whereas the high-end ones, like John got me um, a dirty gingerbread heretic candle for Christmas, I think, which is really, it smells really good, but like it's, you have to sort of be close to it to smell it. Yeah. Probably and, for the and, best. Yeah. I mean, maybe my, I think my, olfactory sense is just fucked up from well from various things in my past but candles might be a contributing factor i don't know i don't know um but now i'm into plants i got three plants from sunset nursery a couple weeks ago and none of them are dead yet oh wow that's amazing and my cats that's haven't even sense. destroyed them you so what some, my cats haven't even destroyed them what kind of plants are they Oh God, I don't even know. They were just like meant to be indoor plants. Um, two of them were specifically pet safe and one of them isn't. So it's a little Russian roulette. With oh, my wow. Kids. And you don't know which is which? No, I know which ones are which, but it is interesting that the one that's not plant safe are the ones my cats won't even look at or touch at all. So I think they, they know they have some instinct. Uh, but yeah, it's sort of, it doesn't satisfy exactly the same urge as a candle, but it's 
something. It's like a little something to look at. Yeah. All right, guys. Are we done? I guess. I can't think of anything else to say. Um, yeah, I guess uh, if you guys aren't doing anything tomorrow, watch the women's final at the U.S. Open. You won't regret it. Mm, I probably would. <laughs> you, uh, I don't know. I just want to, I want people to get into tennis. It's such a rewarding, wonderful experience. I feel like if people got into tennis, you would be upset. Because I'd be like, no, I wouldn't. No, I don't think so. I would, I would actually kill to have some people to play with. If any Goop Yourself listeners, I, maybe that's weird, but if any Goop Yourself listeners live in LA and can hit the ball over the net but aren't good, hit me up. All right. You heard it here first, folks. Brian <laughs> is looking for a tennis companion. I'm desperate for tennis companionship. What am I going to say? Because I can't keep spending $40 a week on these lessons. It's too much. Can't you like make friends with the people in your class? And yeah, like but I, I'm nervous to be like, oh, ask someone out on a tennis date is like, I, I will after maybe a few more weeks. Yeah, just like, is there some sort of like culmination? Like, are you guys going to have like a show? We can come on. A recital? I don't think so. That would be really funny. <laughs> they should do that. Uh, they should. No, I should. I, I just, I do need to actually pick someone. But I don't know. I like the people in my class. Would you pick a girl or a boy? Mm, either one. I mean, I would try, try to pick someone who's about the same as me skill level. So oh. that would be the main. And like that, I didn't think was like super annoying. I see. And it's not like, I would feel weird if it was like a teenager. Oh, are <laughs> like, there teenagers there? There's young, there's like some young people. Yeah. Hmm. So I wouldn't, either a girl or a boy, even like early twenties, I think I would be like, I don't know. I mean, I haven't spoken to anyone in their early twenties. and Well, I mean, I guess except for like my cousin because there's this one there's this one girl who like we get along with and she's we're about the same level and we but she's probably like 22 or something and i i just would feel weird being like hey do you want to play tennis sometime but you like her and you think yeah she's she seems nice yeah i don't know i don't know either what is the tennis etiquette you're asking the wrong person ask your teacher he's something else um, um all right I well, think we've guys, covered everything yeah, okay thank you guys for listening and uh yeah we'll talk to you soon bye, bye. ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.